Hey, podcast listeners, Merry Christmas, and thank you for listening to Off Topic. Matt and I recorded this episode right after seeing Coco, the latest Pixar movie. We sat down to review the film, and we also talked about movie musicals and why we think Coco isn't a musical. We also talk about Pixar versus Disney and the distinction between the two companies, and a whole lot more. This is Off Topic. How everyone, as soon as they heard about this movie, they said, "Oh, it's a book of life. It's a, it's a, it's a ripoff right. in the book of life." Uh, I just watched the book of life uh, hours before this movie. It's just the mm-hmm. premise. It's the setting you know, of of Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead, which is a compelling setting for a fantasy children's story. You know, it's, it, I think it's it's also really cool that we can talk to children about life and death and passing on they're totally different movies mm-hmm. they just happen to be about the same holiday Los Dias de la Mortes god forbid we have two Dia de los Mortes movies I mean we can have as many Christmas movies as we want <laughs> yeah that's, like who watches Elf and is like yeah that was a good movie but it was the exact same as It's a Wonderful Life it's a complete rip off of the birth of Christ <laughs> it, it's, it's, a, it's a cultural thing Book of Life it comes out a small, small company, and their director was an actual, was an actual Mexican. Um, whereas this one, it's Leon Crick, who is not. Um, There's a co-director, Adrian Molina. Yeah. Yes, he was the voice of the culture. Adrian, is this racist? No. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> Um, I have an article here. This is really funny. This is a CNN from May 11th, 2013. It's the first time that, like, the public had any sort of hearing about this movie. Uh, it was just sort of kind of tragic. Uh, Day of the Dead, trademark request, draws backlash for Disney. That's right. Disney had, and they said that this was... This they tried to their, copyright this. Yeah, there was no human decision. It was just the algorithms. It's like, oh, you're going to make a movie about this? Let's try to trademark this. So they're taking advice from computers. <laughs> yeah. Don't blame us. Just blame the computer. Yeah. So I just I just find that hilarious that like that's the first first time anyone heard about this movie was Disney tried to trademark mm-hmm. this national holiday in Mexico, but it did redeem itself. It did redeem itself because it was a good movie. Because it was a good movie and not a racist movie. So Ben, what did you think of Coco? I thought it was very very good. Um, it, you I always get stuck comparing current Pixar movies to uh, what we were saying earlier, the golden age of Pixar, which is from Toy Story, their first movie, to The Incredibles. It's like, it's, it's not perfect. Okay. And it's not in the same category as those first Pixar movies, but it's it's pretty close. I really enjoyed it. I, I really I enjoyed too. Coco. I would describe this movie as a reverse sandwich, <laughs> whereas the meat is at the beginning and the end, <laughs> and all the fluff is in the middle. So it has a really strong opening, and then it kind of sinks into predictable, cartoony um, craziness. Mm -hmm. And I got bored, a little exhausted. Uh, And then the twist, there's a the twist happens. Let's not talk about that too much. Oh no, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it it pulls you under the rug because there's an earlier faux twist. Mm -hmm. Like you think, oh. 
That was the reveal. It's almost works to advantage that it falls into that predictable phase, because when something happens that isn't predictable, it really catches you off guard. Yeah, but I, I would rather... I mean, if it, if it was predictable, fine, but like, if it was still entertaining enough that I wouldn't wouldn't care. Like, that mm-hmm. could be just a clever writing, clever dialogue could have could kept me more into it. Um, yeah, it just, it just felt very, very standard. Very... Yeah, for that first bit of the second act. Yeah. It, it synced into Disney territory. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird thing to say, but I, but I think we've said this before. Pixar is it's always a step above Disney. That's why they acquired them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they weren't. They realized. Oh, we can't. Of, we can't face our competition. Let's buy them. <laughs> I mean, they pretty much already owned them, but like owned owned them. But like they realized at some point, like you guys are making all of the characters that people actually remember. Mm-hmm. No one remembers Treasure Planet. I mean, everyone does now. It's like a cult classic now, but back then, um, yeah, I cried. I teared up twice in this movie, which brings me to my which brings me to a point here. When you watch a movie. What kind of things make you emotional? What puts you at the at the brink of tears? Because you, you you don't cry a lot of movies. I so. don't. I yeah. the I think the last movie I cried in, like new movie, seeing for the first time, was Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it, with that it was Bing Bong, but I don't think it was like the sadness mm-hmm. of Bing Bong's death. I think it was like the act of kindness that he did. I think sacrifice is something that. Mm, Which there was an element of sacrifice in this movie, but it didn't get me to that level. But that was probably one of the most affecting parts of the movie was, for me was mm. just sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's not a spoiler to say that people die in this movie. <laughs> Half the characters are already dead. Yeah, I'd say like a good 90% of the people we see on screen are dead. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think like what that has in common with Big Bong is that Bing Bong doesn't just dead. Yeah. He fades away. And there's characters in this film that also fade away. It's like a very slow burn, which I I would say is a lot more tragic than just, oh, they're gone, just like that. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I, thinking about this and thinking about um, Last Time I Cried, which was also at another Pixar movie, uh, Finding Dory. I'm sure I've cried at a movie since then, but for relevance sake um, is is when uh, it, it's it's it scenes when when a character is like on the brink of tears and then uh, a paternal character comes in and says no no it's okay it's okay it's okay that stuff always gets me emotional because I like I need validation to, <laughs> to, to to cry for things I need someone to ask me are you okay like no I'm not <laughs> The fact that you're asking if I'm okay means I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I liked I liked that the moments that I cried in this movie were they they didn't feel like the cry moments like the you know which one I'm talking about right yeah. the close to the end um, it, those moments where it's like everybody everybody pull out your tissues gonna make you cry um, but. Uh, 
you know, it'll be on that, it'll be on that dumb YouTube uh, best of list. Saddest moments in Pixar movies. Well, they're not sad if you put them all on a list and put them all together. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what I really liked about this. That it, it affected me in a very unexpected way. At the very least, it's strategic because, like you said, it it's just predictable enough that you're not expecting anything uh, anything big to really happen. But when it really ha- when it happens, like holy crap! Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even for Pixar, it, it still felt like something new. Yeah, and. You know? The other thing about that wasn't just sort of the predictability wasn't the only drawback to that uh, stretch of the movie that where it felt a little uh, <laughs> dead. Um, oh, God. There's car puns all over <laughs> But um, it was also the busyness of it. Um, not just the story, but visually. It was like it was like they were catering to ADHD. <laughs> it was like, look here, look here, look here. Whoa, where do I... I've seen worse. I've seen oh, worse yeah. examples yeah. of that. Um, uh, it, it wasn't as over the top as as some recent animated movies I've seen have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do see what you mean. Like, there's there's just so much to take in. Um, and then with 3D, it was like this hurts to. Yeah, that could be part of it too. I, I 3D's a gimmick. Who are we kidding? Like right before the film, they had that. A uh, little thank you from the directors and the producer. Mm-hmm. It's like they and they show you that shot, that one that, that one money shot where he's looking at the the land of the dead and all these millions of lights and hundreds of man hours of animation and I feel bad because that doesn't impress me anymore. No. It, you know, I think we talked a bit about special effects, how they're just, well, they're special effects, they look cool, it looks great, you know, but it, you were more into what? Uh, the bridge of, like, of, of petals. petals, yeah, the orange petals. Yeah, it was, like, the contrast there, you have this bright orange and this dark blue sky in the background, and you see them walking across. Mm-hmm. And it's just so visually awesome, I mm-hmm. thought. And blue, blues and oranges are great, like, contrasting colors. <laughs> like, movie posters use that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and just seeing just, yeah, I loved the the bridge. It was because it, it wasn't good. busy, but it was so beautiful. And it's also a cool concept, right? Because they use the bridge to go into the land of the living, but then if you're not allowed to to leave mm-hmm. uh, the, land, the land of the dead, then you're just going to fall into all these leaves, which was a really cool and kind of tragic concept. Whereas land of the dead, I mean, just looks cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, not to disservice all those hundreds of hours put, in, put into animation. Um, I think they probably do that more for themselves. It's like, Wow, this looks so cool! I'm gonna, and then that fuels their passion right. for like the real important stuff, like the bridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be good for that you know, art of Coco book that you. Um, do you want to talk about um about uh before the film? 
Before the film? Before the Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so Pixar films usually are preceded by a little short film, about, mm-hmm. uh, about five minutes, and it's a nice, cute little um, original story mm-hmm. done mostly as experiments for, like, figuring out how to do textures. Yeah, and it's usually one of my favorite things about seeing a Pixar movie. Um, Like, Lou, before Cars 3, was phenomenal. Easily better than Cars 3, which I don't think is saying much, but um, (laughs) at least we can agree on on that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Pixar shorts are great. What did we see before this one? We (laughs) saw a 21-minute Disney animation... They're calling it a short film. Um, called... We're calling it a TV special. Yeah, we're, we're going to call it a TV special. Because that's where it should have been. Yes. The called... aspect ratio was, <laughs> was that of a television I, I think that's what it was intended to be. And they're looking at me like, this is a bit better than a TV special. Let's put give it a theatrical release ahead of a Pixar movie. It's 21 minutes long, and it's called Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Yeah. And it was... It's... I found kids were getting restless by the end of the movie, and I think it's because they had to sit through this first. <laughs> that kind of makes it lost sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. I could see. I think I saw like yeah, the tail end of Coco. Like a parent was dragging their kid out of out of the, out of yeah. the theater. Oh man, it was. <sighs> it was better than terrible. It, it was, but it was definitely not what I wanted to sit through before this. Because one of the biggest contrasts between this and a Pixar short, I really hope this isn't the end of the Pixar shorts, um, because the Pixar shorts, when you watch them, it, there's something refreshing about them because they're not money grabs at all. Um, they're really just there because Pixar wanted to experiment. Um, this is the exact opposite. This is purely keep maintaining the Frozen brand. It's all marketing. This is like the... When you go to a banquet for the food and then you sit through the speeches after theirs, whereas they try to get you to donate something. Yeah, it... It made me really cynical in, in a way that I'm surprised Cars 3 didn't make me cynical. Because, yeah, Cars 3 exists purely to bring relevance back to the brand so they can continue with the Cars Land and mm-hmm. Disney World and... Um, just like this is meant to keep Frozen relevant for the sequel. Um, it's it's all it's all there just to implant images in our brains. Um, so I looked on Wikipedia and it labels this movie Coco as a musical. Was it a musical? No, no, I don't think it was at all a musical. Um, it involved music. But it, there's definitely a line between those two. Mm. Um, although it, it's not quite as fine of a line as you would think because, you know, a lot of people might assume, well, a musical is when they are singing and it's not natural. Whereas in a movie like this, he's playing guitar, he's performing, or he's practicing. Mm. So he starts singing and that's why there's music. Mm. But there are mu- musicals that I would consider to be actual musicals, such as Jersey Boys, where that's the same place. Uh, this band, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, they're either performing or they're rehearsing and they break into song and it's like a jukebox musical, but I would still very much consider that a musical and maybe it's because it started on Broadway rather than as a movie. And maybe because it is about the music. Yeah. Like this, the, the, how do you begin to just, just <laughs> no. 
Um, this is a hard. This is a hard. Uh, yeah. Premise to sell too, right? Yeah. I mean, he he plays music, mm-hmm. but there's not, and he performs music, and there's a few scenes where he's like singing on stage in front of people or to himself or to people around him. Um, but and there's songs that were written originally for this movie, but they're not musical numbers because they don't necessarily. They're not the thing that's driving the story forward. It's the scene that they're in will still drive the story forward, but it's not the songs itself that's like, okay, we've gotten to a point where we can't sing anymore or we're, where we can't talk anymore, so now we have to go to music. We reach the music beat. Yeah. Where it, it's it's just a character singing a song. Um, yeah. But not but not in like the... And I'm not... It's hard to describe. It's like... <clears throat> It, it, the music is a supplement mm-hmm. to the movie, but like not completely though. It's a, yeah. It's a musical in the same sense that like Pitch Perfect or Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah, that would a be musical. a more better comparison, which I wouldn't consider either of those musicals. It was okay. Well, we could talk about this. They in their submitting for the Disney always puts and pretty much all the major studios they always make their campaigns for consideration for the awards. And they submitted Coco and Cars 3 for animated feature, but they also submitted Coco for Best Picture, which is an ambitious feat. Do you think it'll get a it'll get short do you think it'll be shortlisted for Best Picture? I think it deserves to. Yeah? I think if if the Academy Awards want to boast their uh cultural that's that's a good point yeah they want to if they want to escape the oscar so white thing they 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 would want i don't even know what best picture is anymore maybe we'll talk about that when oscars come around yeah during oscar season we can do that um what what it means to be best picture but um i you know if the second act was stronger i i would say this is like in the in the top like top three films for me Maybe in the top five. I don't know. It's too really? early. It's too early. Of to the year. Out. Of the year. Okay. Not of all time. <laughs> Not like, of wow. all time. No, no. No, of 2017, yeah. it ranks pretty high up there. But uh, if the second ha- if this if the second act wasn't so fluffy, maybe maybe I, I would say yeah, definitely best picture. But um, yeah, I, I really really enjoyed it. Um, I think this has been a good discussion. Join us next time when we talk about... Thank you for listening and we'll see you later hear you later here you'll hear us later you'll hear us later here we go i think we got it <laughs> Ed- edit all that down okay awesome